0: Welcome to The Naked Point of View, where our conversations bear it all. I'm your host, Dee, Dee Croslin. The Naked Point of View is a podcast based on the extraordinary connections and stories I've experienced for my 20 years in the intimate apparel industry. I'll be having inclusive, educational, and sometimes funny conversations with people making a difference in the world of image, of the mind, and as have always evaluated body. Our interviews will host a range of people in fashion, fitness, and wellness who have all made inspiring impacts and talk about some of their struggles to get there to educate us about body and mind positivity. So sit back, enjoy, and listen to us bear it all. Hi, everyone. Today I'm speaking with Anna Poppin, otherwise known as the Mama Warrior. Mama Warrior is a personal journey and lifestyle website. And on this podcast, listen to Anna talk about how some devastating losses led her to creating Mama Warrior. She'll also educate us about mind and body wellness, her passion for creating healthy recipes, and tips for raising kids in a healthy lifestyle environment. Welcome, Anna. Hi, Dee. Hi, it's nice to see you. And thanks for having me. <laughs> I know, this is great. We've been back and forth quite a bit, but now we're together and this is great. I like to start at the beginning on these podcasts and you have a fine arts and graphic design degree, which uh, is probably why you take such gorgeous photos on Instagram. Your, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> your Thank vegan you. cheesecakes alone have me drooling. But before we get into more of your cooking and baking, tell us more about your education and what did you do with it after? Well, I started with fine arts at Bishop's University
1: and sort of wondered where I'd go from there. And that took me to graphic design at Sheridan. So I went to college after, did my graphic design and ended up in a design firm doing a lot of identity and
0: corporate logo designing and branding. Okay, yeah. And then when did you get into, you know, have you, has it always been about healthy lifestyle and eating for you? Or was it something that you transitioned into after?
1: I remember always being curious about naturopaths. And in 2000, I finally made the call and set up an appointment. And my diet really changed from then onward. And I've, I've never gone back because it really taught me so much about just eating for your own health, like what's listening to your body, right? Eating, listening to how you feel, making the changes. And I always remember once I made some changes and people would sort of say, oh, Anna, here, have this, just live a little. But I really felt like all of a sudden I was truly living with my own restrictions that I realized helped me feel better. You know, how I was eating,
0: I never felt like I was missing out. Right. Yeah. And we'll get into more because you make it look so good too. And and it is good. It's obviously very healthy for you too. But before we get more into your website and all of your recipes and such, you did have some devastating losses, which I think were also yes. part of your whole life change. Do you mind sharing? Absolutely.
1: No, not at you? all. Yeah. I'm, it's actually one thing that I'm, I feel it's important to talk about and I've yeah. never had trouble talking about hard things. And it's been a bit of a passion to help others, especially those that do have trouble talking about it. Well, in a period of eight years, I was pregnant eight times, eight years. Yeah. Wow. So had (laughs) three children, two, a full-term loss, second trimester loss, and then three other first trimester losses.
0: Oh my gosh. And, you know, out of that, and I love how and impress how you call yourself a grief optimist. And you're even part of a documentary, Always With Me. And you've written (laughs) some incredibly moving blog posts and offering advice and grief. And also, not just for yourself, but also for grieving children. Well, how has it been for you sharing all of these losses with others? Well, it helped me. Yeah.
1: Obviously, you know, I, I learned that that's part of the grief work is telling your story. Not just saying, oh, I'm fine. You know, when people would ask me, how are you doing, Anna? And I would just say, I'm okay. Or, you know, I'd break out in tears or, and I really noticed that people, if I ever walked my children to school after we lost our full term, his name was Basil, I noticed if I was ever smi- in a moment of smiling or laughing, you know, people would flock to me sort of like, oh, she's, she's in a good space. Let's keep her there. Or, or they would hesitate to ever ask me how I'm doing. So that's something I never do is to never not ask someone. In fear, you know, people think, oh, you'll bring it up and you'll make them sad. Well, it's the opposite. Mm -hmm. I think it helps them. And have people reached out to you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. On Instagram or through my website. And that's really, yeah, it makes it all worth it, right? Just I write a blog because it's it's was helpful to me and I want to help others and to see that it's helped them. It's really
0: nice to hear. Yeah. It's like a full circle. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So then let's talk about your blog. You then start mama warrior, which I love the name. What made you choose the name mama warrior?
1: Well, that was to do with, after we found out we lost that Basil had died. So I was 38 weeks pregnant and I went home from the appointment, you know, so much you've got to go and deliver And like, I had had an OB appointment that day. So we learned the devastating news. So I went home and I, for my first two children, I had done all natural, no epidural. So all of a sudden my birthing plan was changing. So I didn't want to go to the hospital until I'd spoken to my naturopath, Jill Kellner. She was my savior, became more like a therapist. So I waited for her call and she basically said, you know, It's overwhelming. There's so much. You go down there, you go down to that hospital, you deliver your baby, you go down there and be mama warrior. So the whole drive down, I remember with my husband at the time, I was just watching people in their suits, going down Bay street, walking, you know, carrying on with their day-to-day life. And in my mind, just thinking mama warrior, mama warrior, just a manifesting
0: mama warrior,
1: mama warrior. So that's where the name came from. Like when people say like, well, what's the name of your cheesecakes? And I'm like, because um, with my branding background, I would never have branded, you know, just a specific cheesecake product, Mama Warrior. But I started the website, Mama Warrior, thinking healthy lifestyle, grieving, like things everybody goes through, mm-hmm. most everybody. I mean, parenting, you know, lifestyle tips, parenting tips, recipes, how to eat healthy, how to grieve healthy and when I say grief optimist because I feel like there's there's nothing wrong with grieving and you really have to do the grief work to to come out stronger and there's a lot of beauty and strength in suffering
0: is my belief Yeah, no, that's very impressive. And you have really turned it around to be such an educational tool. And like you said, in in lifestyle, body and mind, wellness and recipes. So let's, let's talk about bringing your family into this lifestyle. And I can't wait to hear these (laughs) tips. I know. Because, you know, we eat fairly healthy, not as healthy as you, we could be better. But then, you know, I have a 13 year old son and every once in a while, you know, there's some candy involved. And so, Why don't you share with us like top tips you have to encourage or even educate your family on healthy eating? And then, and well, ah. I
1: mean, that's my number one is to educate people need to be aware of the foods they're eating and how they fuel their, their bodies or how they don't fuel. So obviously I started it with my kids eating super healthy and And then they, you know, they get their birthday party invites when they're three and four and five. And I wasn't going to be that mom that was like, no, they can't eat this and this and this. (laughs) So I would send them off and let them eat whatever. And I'm not kidding you. Every single time they would burst through the door, like, oh my God, I'm never eating that kind of birthday cake again. Or my son, I remember one time was off the wall, like his behavior, he couldn't fall asleep. So I just spent, you know, 20 minutes with him saying, do you see how you're extra hyper right now? And he was probably no more than four or five. Do you see how you can't fall asleep? Yes. And do you know, you see all the different foods you ate tonight? Yes. So even at that young age, I was educating them at how it affects their behavior. Definitely relate with that one. (laughs) Yeah. And so talking about it, and you yourself, like I guess if you don't, if you don't feel educated yourself as a parent, I mean there's so many tools and resources out there to learn a bit more. You know, sugar, refined sugar versus unrefined. I don't want to veer off and start talking about foods that I I like to use, but for sure, educating is is a really big choice. I remember in the car once with my daughter. This always stays with me. We were just talking about it the other day, actually. I think they were about eight, she and her girlfriend, and it was a play date. And my daughter said how we were talking about sugar. And she said, it doesn't boost your immune system. And the girl that she had over was quite a bright little girl. And she just paused. And then she said, I don't even know what she just said. (laughs) So, but which always I thought was really cute. But then it also in that moment made me proud. Mm -hmm. And whether or not she didn't know what immune system meant or whether or not she wasn't aware that, you know, we have, the power to boost or suppress our immune system, right? So sugar impedes your immune system. So there's always, you know, at certain times, like if if someone's low or sick, we're careful about how much sugar we eat. Even me, like if you're feeling really, sometimes we just want comfort food and some a lot of time that involves a lot of sugar. So I try to limit that when I'm not feeling well to boost the immune system.
0: You still do a lot of baking though. And I'm sure one of your other tips was, would be getting them involved is that yes that, yeah for sure can you talk and about even
1: that? like my daughter my 16 year old came out and saw a recipe on tiktok and she likes to bake now so she'll go onto my website and just bake the muffins or cookies which we love yeah so i was like yes just do that that makes it worth having it you know in itself that i have help now she can make the treats <laughs> but she came from tiktok and she said oh here's a cookie recipe i want to try it and it looked healthy it was pretty healthy And I mean, it was gluten-free or vegan, but those things to me, I'm not saying anything non-vegan isn't healthy, but it had uh, unrefined sugar. But right away, what's the first thing I do? I cut the unrefined sugar in half. Everything is so loaded with sugar, like even jams and what's jam? It's fruit and fruit is sweet. It drives me crazy, but it's not like society. That's just the way food's made. Some people aren't aware the first three ingredients I always make, I try to make sure sugar is not in the first three ingredients. Those are, that's right. what the the product contains the most of, Yeah, right? So the first ingredient is the majority. So I'm always careful to look for that. I gave my Loblaws manager hell the other day because he took away the only jam that didn't have sugar in it. <laughs> So now I order it from
0: well.ca, which is a great sugar advocate. I know. So Um, is that kind of your specialty kind of taking like, just like what your daughter did say, okay, here's this recipe. Now let's flip it, strip it.
1: Yeah. And stripping it it down. So my brothers are full on, you know, if you, you eat with them, you've got (laughs) three spoons, three forks, like five course meals. Right. And my mom, amazing cook, my aunt's, so, I yeah, I kind of take the really favorite recipes and strip them down, skim them down. Like my mom, ever since we were bo- little, we had uh, a cake that she called the daisy cake, this chocolate with mayonnaise. I think it had Miracle Whip in it. it anyway, wow. I made it my own. And even my stepfather, who's a chocoholic, really likes it. He's sort of my my um, my go-to. If Tom likes it, then it's... <laughs> Anyone will like it. Stamp of approval,
0: right? (laughs) I know, because that must be hard to do, you know. Because I'm constantly trying to make you know changes as well and trying to do what you do, but mine sometimes don't taste so great. Yeah, no, I do (laughs) have a trial and error. Or
1: my my kids will say that. Like there is, I think there's a quote on my website actually. I I used to add quotes to it. I have it in a while. And August, my son, I'll never forget him saying that the the salt on the the fish dish or something that the salt was what tasted better, like that it was good, but it would be better with just, it would be better just the salt alone or something like that. It was really funny. Like, or he'll say like, this is definitely, you know, this is the worst, but it's, it's still good. This is the worst that you've made, but you know, they're, they're my little critics. <laughs> That's
0: good. And I know that, you know, I want to learn about some of the foods that you are using in your recipe, because I'm quite sure that you believe that food is medicine. And I was just telling mm-hmm. you earlier that I'm now totally into turmeric and I love mm-hmm. all of the health benefits of that. So what Anti-inflammatory. are some. inflammatory? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so tell me more about like the, the little secrets that you have and little foods that you're using. Yeah. And why?
1: So elix, do you have any of the elixirs that have the turmeric in it? No. Fruit to fruit.
0: One got that's it.
1: made locally up here, actually. And that's my morning coffee, a shot of that. I give it to my kids. Okay. Um, turmeric, fresh ginger. Gifting a bottle to a girlfriend, actually, it's her birthday, was yesterday, which I forgot about, which I felt horrible about. (laughs) But that kind of thing in the morning, lemon water, kickstarts your liver, gets your body. I always have lemon. I used to drink it throughout the day, and then I learned it's actually not good to drink throughout the day, lemon water. I mean, you can have a little squeeze of lemon when you're at a restaurant or home, but actual, like, a lot of lemon juice in your, you should put like a half of lemon in a glass of water in the morning. It's fantastic. Um, why, what does it do for you? Well, it really, like I said, it kickstarts your liver, it gets your, your organs, flushes you out, gets them working properly. Like sometimes it's all someone might need to have a bowel movement or anything like that. Like with my kids, if they're ever sort of off track with that, like having to <laughs> do that at school when they don't want to be, it's like, have some lemon water in the morning. Between that and my elixir, that's my morning my morning coffee. I've never had a cup of coffee, by the
0: way. <gasps> really? <laughs> I actually don't drink coffee anymore either. I drink matcha, no? And I actually have found a ginger and turmeric tea. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I like nice. that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And what other foods?
1: Foods. So I went, so in 2000, you, you, you asked me with, uh, when I talked to my naturopath in 2000, we did a food sensitivity and learned that I was, there were dairy and wheat sensitivities. Mm. Like before then, I had headaches daily, taking Tylenol almost daily, eating cheese daily, almost. I will still have dairy and wheat, but just they're not staples. So I'm big on that. Like, I agree. Like if you really like something, but just to have the discipline to not eat it daily. There's also something the food rotation my naturopath taught me is important. And what's that? It takes three days for something to leave your body. Oh, wow. So, And you can have sensitivities from things you're born with or things that develop from overeating. So it's just one way to reduce the chance of developing food sensitivities. Like if you're eating almonds every single day, you may find that they start to irritate. Uh, I used to be more strict with that when I was younger. Like I would actually pay attention. Well, younger, a decade or two ago. (laughs) So I'm mindful of like, even with my milk, so I don't drink milk. So I drink oat milk. Like I don't drink cow milk. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we went through stages of almond milk, cashew, and I tried to change it up. Cashews are in my cheesecakes. We do eat a lot of almonds. So I really like oat milk for a non-dairy. I wish I could remember the brand. It's really good. You don't want carrageenan in your milks, in your non-dairy milks. I'm trying to remember there was anything else so this oat milk is fantastic and it's thick other foods other foods that i eat yeah or put in your recipes okay so oat flour is another great oh right yeah if you need gluten-free like the bob red mills gluten-free flours are great however i find you know that that taste can sort of after a while like if it's in your muffins and your pancakes and and cookies so i like to sometimes half with Bob Red Mills and half oat flour. That's what I've been doing lately. But there's great flours sorghum flour, brown rice flour. You just have to experiment a little bit. Right. But if you're lazy and you don't want to experiment, just go to Bob Red Mills. They've got a one to one and an all purpose gluten free flour. If you're
0: wanting gluten free,
1: chocolate chips, that kind of thing. Again, if you can, dark chocolate.
0: Yes, my husband
1: loves dark chocolate. Right? Yeah, chocolate. I've got such a beef with like candy bars. It's not chocolate. What it's, is?
0: It? What is
1: well, it? <laughs> well, because like, the first ingredient's always sugar, sugar and then <laughs> we've got this thing in my family goes sugar, glucose, fructose, poop There's always <laughs> so many different forms of. Sugar and preservatives and other things that just yeah, I so I I minimize. I'm I'm a less is more. Right. Yeah. Cacao powder. Yes. You know, we'll make truffles, homemade truffles with almond butter. Then you put
0: cacao powder, maple syrup,
1: and they're delicious.
0: Yeah, they they definitely look delicious when you see. You have to check out her Instagram page, and we'll get people contacted. Connected yeah. with you on that, so you're so zen as well. And I know that you have you do you meditate and you've got a yoga practice. Tell me how that has impacted and changed your life.
1: Yeah, my yoga is my absolute go-to. It's just, and especially as a mom with a busy house, I try to wake up at six, and and then that hour is just me in the house. Ever since my kids were little, like seven, nobody gets up before seven. It was always a rule, even when they were teeny, teeny, tiny. Yeah, like you read a book in your room, no one gets Oh, really? So you? Okay. Oh, it's yeah. For real. Uh, so I, I do my my yoga. I'm pretty, you know, Monday to Friday, and it's how I like to start my day. Meditating, I go in and out of stages doing that, and when I'm off, I'm always like, I've got to get back. The benefits are so immediate and so powerful.
0: And what, what are I, some of the benefits?
1: I really started after uh, Basil died in 2009. And it really, you know, when people say, where do you get your strength? Where did you get your strength from? You're so brave. I didn't really even know how to answer some of those questions because sometimes I didn't even know, but absolutely meditating played a role. Just the calmness it brings, right? That mm-hmm. ability to use your breath as a tool. Uh And, and that, that applies to anything. Like if you're feeling flustered in a car or someone, or just focusing on your breath, letting go of the storyline, it teaches you that. Even when I'm super, if something is irritating me, I try in that moment to let go of what I just heard Mm -hmm. and focus on calming what's happening inside my body. Right. Well, that's an awesome way to put it. Right. And that, that helps to avoid the
0: eruptions, explosions. Because it's not an easy practice. No, it's not. It's so hard to kind of get yourself in that present state. I know. I'm, my mind just wanders so much. And I know. And I have a good, I, have a, I wrote
1: a blog last spring. Okay. And I was going to do one for kids and adults. And then I realized, no, what I tell people is the same. So I just wrote, it's just just if you Google meditating on my website. And it gives tips and it gives the benefits and it's really just, you know, you can really simplify, especially to kids. Just sit in quiet, even start with three minutes and just focus on your breath. Take your mind away from your thoughts. And when your mind wanders and it will, and there's nothing wrong with it, like you say, your mind wanders <laughs> that the, the action of taking your mind to back to just your breath is actually what's going to strengthen your mind and, and, and make that easier. So, so you kind of have to go through that
0: to get stronger. Right. And it's just like training your body. You got to train your mind. You always have to work on that as well. Yeah. And it's funny after I actually, I can't even
1: explain it. And this is one reason though, when I'm like, say to myself, I have to get back to meditating again after Basil died. And my dad also died six months later and he was my go-to when Basil, when I was sad, I would call my dad and I realized that he actually taught me a lot in those six months before he died because I was really accepting of his death, which, and, and I know meditating helped what I was starting to say was I always felt that I met my soul for the first time in that period of meditating. And it's a really hard thing to explain. And it, it makes me want to get back into it deeper because I almost lose touch with what that felt like, but I know I felt it. And, it, and in that perspective is that it, it helped me see in my attitude, like, okay, when we die, I'm not religious. But my attitude now from that point on is, wow, we really, our souls do not die. It's so powerful. Like when your body dies, your soul must live. And so that sort of gave me, helped me with people I was losing, that they yeah. were still with me right? And ways of honoring them and feeling that uh, ways to bring
0: them closer to you when you needed them. That's a really beautiful way of putting that. (laughs) Thank you. So what's next for you? So I have,
1: well, I started a book quite a long time ago and put it off for a variety of reasons. COVID being the last, I guess. Sure. Kids home on and off nonstop. As I told you, my one daughter's home with a concussion, but that's next. I was planning on self-publishing it. Okay. Um, my girlfriend the other day just said, no, 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 get a publisher so that I may have to look into again. But, And it's just uh, healthy, mainly recipes, but I'm going to also get into how to you know, get your husband on board, your kids on board, ingredients I use and why. Perfect. Um, some other healthy tips, lifestyle tips. Yeah.
0: Oh, i look forward to it. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I'm going to ask you one last random question. Throughout COVID, what has been the best thing that has come out of COVID for you? The best thing?
1: <laughs> I haven't minded slowing down. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people have felt that way.
0: Yeah, um, I agree.
1: I was always pretty good at, you know, not doing too much, well, Someone might argue that I am I guess socially we've all slowed down for sure, but my whole attitude, and it was a bit this way though, before COVID was day by day, just taking things day by day. So, because there's so many unknowns right now, so many things to stress and I'm such a believer in don't stress the what ifs don't, we just, we just don't know. So my whole attitude has been day by day and that's been very, it's kept. I find it's just kept the attitude and the, the whole atmosphere and everything positive, right? When I mean, you take it day by day, I don't know. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I think it's a great life. There's that quote, you know, that life is ten percent what happens to you, and ninety percent of how you react. Right.
0: Something yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. That's true. Well, yeah. thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. It's been such a joy, and you gave me some good advice and tips, and I'm definitely going to. I'm feeling inspired. Oh, <laughs> good, get, good. Not just for myself, but mostly my son. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, kinda, you got me at the at the the level of sugars, and we got to the get sugar. That absolutely, gotta get that under control. Yeah. So I know how to find you, but how can other people find you?
1: Uh, I'm on Instagram, Anna.
0: That's A-N-N-A-Potvin P-O-T-V-I-N
1: underscore. And my website is mama warrior.com. So those are two places.
0: Well, good. Well, thank you so much, Anna. It was such a thank pleasure. You, Didi. Thank you, Dee Dee. Thank you for having take me. Care. okay bye. bye. If you like today's podcast and has left you wanting more, check us out at thenakedpoint of view.com to hear how more my inspiring guests are making impact on body and mind positivity. If you're finding us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We'd love to hear from you. And speaking of which, if you want to reach out, we always want to know more about what you'd like to hear from us. So you can find us on social media at The Naked Point of View, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Pinterest. Or you can email us at thenakedpointofview at gmail.com. I'm Dee, Dee Croslin and thank you for listening to us. Bear it all.